0: Hey, I'd love to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. We're bringing Petria McKelvey on the line, and she's the CEO of Precision Medical Building, Billing. And also, I'm proud to announce that she's an author in one of our upcoming Mission Matters books. So Petria, hey, first off, just so thrilled to welcome you not only to the show, but to the Mission Matters community. So welcome.
1: Thank you, Adam. Glad to be here.
0: all right, Petria. So uh, excited to get into precision medical billing, and we'll talk about your business, your roots, really how you got started as an entrepreneur as well. And also, we'll give a little bit of a teaser on the book. So, just for everybody watching this, just so you know, we're not going to do a deep dive into the book today, but that's intentional because, well, two things. Number one, we do sell books, so <laughs> a book's not available for sale yet. But we will be also bringing Petria back on the line and back on the show to do a deep dive into the book and her. Her writing once it's live. So we'll go into that as well. But Petria, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters minute. So Petria, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Petria, what mission matters to you?
1: The mission that matters for me for the past 28 years is helping healthcare providers, been an advocate for healthcare providers. And getting the money that they deserve for all the hard work that they do from insurance companies. I believe we fight insurance companies every day to make sure our clients, which are healthcare providers, get paid.
0: It's great. Love bringing mission-based entrepreneurs on the line to share their mission, you know, why they do what they do, how they're doing it, and really what we can all learn from that so that we can all, you know, grow together. That's what the Mission Matters platform is about, is growing together. So uh, just to get us kicked off, I mean, where did this entrepreneur side start for you? Were you one of those people that were born an entrepreneur? Did you grow into it? Like, tell us a little bit more about your background.
1: I don't know. Mine was pretty much... God given is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So I have my I had my son November 2nd of 1994, mm-hmm. and when it was time to come off of maternity leave, I didn't want to come off maternity leave. Mm-hmm. But I started doing medical billing back in 1989, mm-hmm. and so by this time, 1994, 95, I'd been doing it for a while, and mm-hmm. actually. The female that I was working for at the time told me, okay, go get a DBA. So, back in 1995, I had a hybrid situation, and hybrid probably wasn't even a word back then, but she told me that I could come <laughs> in two or three days a week and I can work from home two mm. or three days a week. So, honestly, that is how precision medical billing was born. Uh-huh. And my son often often say that the, the the company is is his twin. So I had twin, had two births <laughs> at the time. I had my son and I had my business. And so after twenty eight years, here we are.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, what a great story! This is the first I'm over five thousand interviews in. That's the first time I heard I heard that one. So uh, yeah. you got you got a twin. You had two. <laughs>
1: He said
0: that the business is his twin. He just said that last night when I talked to him. Oh, that's hilarious. So obviously, you know, many years into your business. And and I asked this question because, you know, there'll be a lot of entrepreneurs that'll watch this. And some are, you know, earlier in their stages of entrepreneurship. Some are maybe a little bit further along. But talking to, let's just say, that fresh crop of entrepreneurs, if there was something that you could do a little bit differently in your business, specifically in the early years, now with the hindsight of... Of, you know, being twenty twenty and being able to look back, what kind of things would you have maybe you've maybe told the the earlier just getting started Petria? What would you have told her for advice?
1: I would say, which is what I did a couple of years in, but find you a mentor. Mm-hmm. Find you somebody who's done this before. Because even though I hit my head along the way, yeah. I didn't hit it as hard because I had mentors in my life to help guide me. Cause they've gone through this before. What you know, the young entrepreneurs are going through, I've probably been through already. You know, mm-hmm. so mentorship is really, really, really important. I love, you know, giving the knowledge that I have of, you know, to help them to not bump their heads so mm-hmm. much, you know, because sometimes you're gonna do things your way. But just to be able to have a mentor, have someone to talk to, have someone to go to, to help guide you that has mm-hmm. already done it, already been here before, it's valuable. It is yeah, invaluable yeah. is what it is. It, it was mm-hmm. for me, my mentor for the past 30 years, her name is Vicki, Vicky, mm-hmm. Vicky Carroll. And she has truly helped me, guide me even till today through my mm-hmm. company. So I'm forever grateful. So I would tell them to go find you a mentor mm-hmm. to have to hold the yeah. <laughs> time to, to because you're going to need it and it, it'll help you. It'll help you a- along the way.
0: Yeah. And I and I love that you don't really sugarcoat this. Like there's there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, everything in between. When you're an entrepreneur, I feel like sometimes the the new group of entrepreneurs out there, whether they're looking at you know Instagram or whatever it is, just maybe sometimes get this pressure put on themselves that they're supposed to have everything figured out immediately or they're supposed to. But to me, and in my understanding, and I guess in my understanding as an entrepreneur, is you know it takes some time, and there's going to be some bumps along the way, but that perseverance or that thing that kind of gets you through it, that thing is, is gonna be what makes the difference. So I guess what I'd ask you is what helped what kind of helped you along on the tough times? Like what helped you push through?
1: What helped me push through I'm gonna say is my family, my parents, my my faith in God and, and yes, most importantly my, my children, because I was yeah. a single mom. So it was, it was those, those things that helped me, you know, say I can't fail. And that's what I tell people all the time now as long as you don't stop, you won't fail. As long as you don't quit, you will not fail. If you keep going and keep persevering, you will go. You you will win. And that's another thing that I like to tell people if you can find out, and what I try to do with did do with my kids, and I try to tell different people, if you can find out. What your giftedness is, or what your chi- your child's giftedness is, the youngest, the the sooner you can do that, the more successful yeah. they will be. I was just blessed. I've always loved money and numbers, working with money <laughs> and numbers. You know, so I never thought about healthcare though. You know, yeah. but mm-hmm. once I got in healthcare, because I will faint at the sight of blood, I never thought about the the operational or the administrative yeah. side of healthcare. I always thought about being a doctor or a nurse mm-hmm. and I will gag and and faint, you know, (laughs) and something like that. But never thought about the you know administrative side of it. And it's still money and numbers. That's that's what I deal with all day, every day is money and numbers. And so finding out what your passion is, you know, we hear that all the time, of course, Mm -hmm. but it is so true. If you can find out what you love, find out what you like, it don't even feel like work. I've been doing this for 30, oh my God, 30 something years. Yeah. (laughs) But I still love it. I still Mm -hmm. absolutely love what I do. So I think that's very important too. If you can find out what that is, Mm -hmm. you'll have longevity. Because how can I not be good at something I've been doing for 35 years?
0: Yeah. And so we, we've talked a little bit from the standpoint of maybe some some advice for those, those younger entrepreneurs or those middle career, let's just say entrepreneurs. Let's talk maybe to some of the individuals like yourself that have been in business for a while and maybe handle that mentorship question from the other side, if they're not already doing it. Like, what are some of the benefits of maybe being a mentor and paying it forward that you found in your career?
1: I think for me... Roundabout, because we've been in business 28 years, so probably around mm-hmm. about the 10th year, you know, surrounding myself with people that are better than me, mm-hmm. right? So I, you can't be the best at everything, you will never be the best at everything. Finding out what your strengths are and then complementing your strengths with other people that you need from having a great attorney, having a great CPA, having a great mentor. Having a great HR person, you know, whatever that is, where you're weak, even with with sales, I've been having the same salesperson. Even she's been with me for over twelve years. Having a great sales and marketing person, you know, because that wasn't that that's not my niche. That I'm that's not my as I would say my giftedness, you know. So I always try to surround myself with people smarter than me in those areas that are experts in those areas where I am not. And that is I would say that is probably the best advice and that people laugh all the time. But I tell them I always want to be the dumbest person in the room. Yeah, I'll do. I want to always surround myself with people that are way smarter. And there are a lot of people out there that are way Mm -hmm. smarter than me. And I always want to be in the room just learning, listening, grabbing their concepts and, you know, teaching me that's valuable. And that's what mm-hmm. I would tell them, if you're the if you're the echelon person mm-hmm. in the crowd, find you a different crowd because mm-hmm. that crowd is not serving you at all.
0: Yeah, that's great. Great advice. I want to, I want to jump around here a bit, Petria. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about your business. So precision, medical billing, tell, tell us a little bit more about what you do.
1: So that's our name. I mean, that's, that's a lot of what we do. We've been doing mm-hmm. that for the past 28 years and we do medical billing basically. Mm-hmm. So healthcare providers, your physician, you may go to the doctor and he doesn't mm-hmm. have anyone, he or she he doesn't have anyone in their office that bills your insurance mm-hmm. so that he can get paid. He or she can can get paid. Yeah. So he outsources that to a company like mine, Precision Medical Billing. Mm-hmm. And we have to build insurances and collect you know, collect the monies and get the receivables and revenue that they need to keep their doors open for them to stay in business and keep doing what what they're doing. So that's what we do. We do from billing to you know insurance verifications, all of that stuff, eligibility, anything that has to do with healthcare, dealing with all the different healthcare giants. I think that's all we do is fuss with them all day. No, pay us, pay this claim. You're gonna pay this claim today. You know, <laughs> so. That is that is what we do. Recently in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. we've also, and that's considered the back office, right? That's called yeah. the back office in a doctor's office. But we've recently, not too long ago, got into the front office because we mm-hmm. began to see that there's a problem by the time the claim got to us and we couldn't mm-hmm. collect on it because something wasn't done right on the front end. So now yeah. we're actually virtualizing doctor's offices. We're virtualizing mm-hmm. not the whole office, but virtualizing the, the front desk of the yeah. doctor's office because when you call the doctor's office and you press one for an appointment, you're actually talking to PMB. You're actually yeah. talking to us. We do all the appointments, incoming, outgoing, confirmations, mm-hmm. doing their insurance, making sure that, that, you know, we accept their insurance. We let them know, you know, mm-hmm. how much they owe. It's very, because healthcare has changed. It is still, you know, changing. And we have to let them know ahead of time now. It's a It's a, it's a mm-hmm. federal law now, it's called the No Surprise Act, mm-hmm. so that healthcare providers need to be more transparent with you know their costs. And so that's one way that we come in to help as well. But mm-hmm. we, all, we let the patients know how much they owe up front, if they have any questions, why do I owe this? We're there to answer that question. Because the mm-hmm. whole goal is to make sure that when you go to the doctor's office, that's mm-hmm. all you're doing is seeing the doctor. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have to talk about money. You know, because sometimes if you do, you're at that window, you're having to talk about money. By the time you go back there, the doctors wonder why your blood pressure is (laughs) so (laughs) high. And that's why, because you're not trying to talk about money. Now, Mm -hmm. we do all of that. We virtualize anything you would normally do in the waiting room from forms yeah. digitize all the forms everything we make it seamless and we virtualize mm. the whole front desk experience for doctors offices and we handle we handle that so now we do the front piece mm-hmm. and the back piece the back office piece for healthcare providers that that's what we do
0: and so as I've gotten to know a little bit more about your model and really revenue cycle management. So this RCM concept that you have and that you've, you've, you've been teaching me about, like, tell us a little bit more about like how this helps really the patients at the end of the day, because okay. if doctors aren't collecting on, you know, work they're doing, then this is less, not as good service, not as good care. Like, tell us a little bit more just about the ecosystem from your vantage point.
1: It really does help the patient physician relationship mm-hmm. of the patient health care provider. Even if it can be an outpatient physical therapy clinic, it can be you going to an ambulatory surgical center, an outpatient center to get surgery, whatever that is. And yeah. what happened, I got the idea a long time ago because I had to go in for a service. And I yeah. went in, they made me come in, the hospital made me come in. I, Mm -hmm. find something on the, you know, the little black pads with the pen or whatever. So it's like your electric signature, electronic signature. And then I gave her my check. You know, you told me how much it was Mm going to be. I gave her my check. She turned around her desk and turned back around and handed my check back to me. I said, well, why did I even have to come in here? I mean, (laughs) we could have done all of this (laughs) over the phone. Yeah. But you know, it does help. It really does help with with the relationship between the the caregiver, the clinician and, mm-hmm. and the patient and letting the patient know and understand their benefits. Because a lot of times when I ask people, do you understand your benefits? Mm-hmm. No one understands their healthcare benefits. Yeah. You know, they're like, what's the difference between inpatient, in-network, and out of network? What is mm-hmm. a copay? What is a coinsurance? What is out? No one really understands all of that, right? Mm -hmm. That's my world. I've been doing that for over 30 years, so I understand it. Yeah. But it's helping, it's educating. I love to educate too. We do a lot of educating, I would say, and I call it patient financial Mm -hmm. counseling, but it's a lot of educating that we do to the consumer Mm -hmm. as well. And a lot of consumers, they want to know because where else do you go when you don't know how much it's going to cost? Even if you go to the restaurant and that lobster says market price, (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna say, "How much is it tonight? How much yeah. does the lobster cost me if I want to get it?" And that's the way our health care should be as well. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't wait for two months later and get a surprise invoice or a, you know surprise statement in the mm-hmm. mail. And say, what? Why do I owe this? You know, it's just it's just not a good feeling. It's not a good relationship and it it needs to change. And so Mm -hmm. we're doing our part in helping to change that and giving the consumer the education and let them decide Mm -hmm. what they want to do, you know. And sometimes it's not that you won't get service, but it may yep. be that I understand I owe a hundred dollars. Can I be on a payment plan? What mm-hmm. is that? Well, because we know you need the care, the physician or the healthcare provider know you need the care. It's not they don't want you to, but they have to stay in business too. And yeah. how can they stay in business if they don't get paid? You know what what they need to get paid.
0: And uh, so, speaking of the education side of things, so PMB Institute, like like how the idea for this to come up, and maybe tell us a little bit more about it.
1: PMB Institute. So PMB Institute really is a part of PMB as well mm-hmm. because I used to travel. I would travel and do seminars and workshops mm-hmm. from LA, Vegas, Chicago, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We would, you know, travel and teach people how to build.
0: Mm-hmm. How
1: how to do medical billing. I would teach yeah. and I still do. And because my dad's a minister. So one thing he always taught me and I love teaching is that, yeah, close fist. If you're stingy with it. Yeah. Nothing is going out, but nothing is coming in either. <laughs> right. So you have to share. And that's really how B has grown, is because we do give and we share. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to share the knowledge that God has given me. That's mm-hmm. how I leave my my legacy. Some, you know, we have a following of people that say, oh, Patria taught me that. Yeah. Tria taught me that, you know, so that's the way of me leaving my legacy as well. <laughs> is uh-huh. teaching people, you know, how to do me- medical billing. So the institute is a compilation of different types of healthcare industries because physician billing is not the same as home health billing. Home mm-hmm. health billing is different from hospital billing. Hospital different from nursing home, different from hospice, mm-hmm. different from DME, ambulance, lab, pharmacy. They're all different, right? Mm-hmm. So that is what the institute is designed to do and we're always looking for instructors you know for the institute as well but it's teaching medical it's just going to be a whole institute teaching how to do different types of medical billing in case Mm -hmm. you want a career change or anything like that or or you're just trying to know more because we're always each year we are updating because Every year, you have regulations, rules, regulations, Mm -hmm. especially with the different insurance companies and changes. We have changes every year, Mm. so we have to keep them updated too. So, yeah, that's my way of teaching. And I used to travel physically, and Mm -hmm. then when COVID happened, I'm like, "Mm, let me just take you know, put all the whole all the curriculum online, and that's what we've done. So we don't really have to travel anymore. We still have some on site. One's like we're going to be having one in July in, in Houston for physicians and for home health and then one in, uh, I think, in November in in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we still I still do travel every now and then, but I don't do as many as I used to. Because mm-hmm. I still I still travel to different associations and teach and speak at different conferences and things of that sort. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm getting a little older, all that traveling I just can't do it anymore, Adam.
0: Oh, I, I think what you're doing is you're just finding new and better ways to, to add to the content that you're creating and ways to distribute to more people. So you've been blessed and you're finding more ways to to be a blessing and to give that knowledge. And I'm going to take that one that saying from your father with me about the, about the closed hand. That's a, that's yes, a great one. I haven't heard that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so speaking of also of, of creating new content and, uh, and finding new ways to, uh, to give back the money lady podcast. T- tell me more, you know, I can, Excited about talking about podcasts, at Petria.
1: <laughs> we haven't started it yet, but that's one thing
0: I am. Oh, excited that's about. but I'm announcing it because it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have my own little avatar and everything with, with the Money Lady. So yes, Money Lady is going to be a podcast just for it's. It's not only just for healthcare providers. Like I said, it's going to be for consumers too. Even just to call in, ask questions, get understanding. Like I call it patient financial counseling mm-hmm. uh, with the physicians. You know, even them helping them because I guess I have a tug in my heart because i I remember a client of mine a long time ago I'm like you know this person we're not gonna get paid for them anymore you need to discharge and you you know you're not gonna get paid and they told me I can't I can't I don't care if I'm not getting paid I'm still gonna see Miss Lucy Miss Lucy is always my fictitious person but I'm still gonna I have to see Miss Lucy no we're not gonna discharge we'll just see her and yeah. most clinicians, that's what they went to school for. They're very serious about their oath that, that yeah. they took, right? Yeah. And that's the main thing for them is making sure that their patients are okay. And so for me, that is that's just, that just touched, that touches me every time yeah. because, you know, I need to advocate for them then. I feel like I'm going to advocate for them and fight for them and make sure that they get paid mm-hmm. and make sure that they get every dime that they deserve for the hard work that they do.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to listen to this. And that's why I brought it up. I'm like, I know it's not out yet, yet, but it's going to be. And when it is, I'm excited to hear what you have oh, to say. Yeah. Are you, you planning on bringing on some guests, too? Or like, oh, what, yeah. What, I know you're still cool. I'm going to bring film. you on. I'm
1: going to bring you on, Adam, too. You're going to be one of my guests, too.
0: Oh, man, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> we're going to have some fun. <laughs> All right. So another another part I, I definitely want to, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, we weren't going to talk about it much, but we'll bring it up. And so that's the book. I'm not holding you to, to it today, but what are some of the, maybe the ideas, or the concepts that you plan to, to present in the upcoming book that we're launching together?
1: Some of the things that, you know, we're going to talk about really is about managerial things. I would say mm-hmm. and one of the main things that I'm talking about in the book on a management side is, is, is people. Cause mm-hmm. I cannot do what I do alone. You know, PMB mm-hmm. is a, is a growing hungry machine. We're growing more and more, getting bigger and bigger. And I cannot do it alone. It was very mm-hmm. humbling to me because I started off by myself, right? Yeah. I started the company off with just me and now we're over 40 employees. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Cannot, but it was humbling to me when the day I, I realized, oh, I can't do this by myself anymore. <laughs> and that was, I'm serious, that was like humbling to me because I used to be like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. Oh, if yeah, out there, I'll do it, I'll take care of it. Oh, you know, Superwoman with the cape and everything. And mm-hmm. It was humbling when I said, I cannot handle all these clients by myself anymore. Yeah. You know, and so just just needing my people, the team that we have, you know, gathered over 28 years. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had some no heads, you know, but now <laughs> I have a great team. My team is awesome. PMB is is awesome. It, and so it's all about my people. So a lot of the book is going to talk about my people, my struggle mm-hmm. and get, get into where we are today. Yeah. And we are in a great place today. And it's all because of my team. PMB yeah. is is awesome. My, my, my
0: employees are awesome. And right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off there because uh, we're bringing you back. So I got I have a bunch okay. more questions <laughs> I want to ask, but I'm, I'm going to cut you off there. So okay. don't worry. But that's intentional. Well, well, Petri, I, I just have to say, in all sincerity, it's been wonderful having you on the show, learning more about PMB. Of course, the, the podcast coming out. Of course, the book we're going to be working on together and launching. I just have to ask, what's next? I mean, what's next for you? What's next for PMB?
1: Oh. Wow. What's next for PMB just this week doing a deal with it with one of the largest hospitals and, you know, Houston, we're based in Houston. So Mm -hmm. we're here with the largest medical center in the world, you know, Mm. so just trying to probably ink the deal with one of the largest hospitals here. So just growing, 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 doing more, you know, federal contracts to state and federal contracts is is what's really new for us and was really, you know, boosting our our growth. So a lot is in store for (laughs) P&B, is in store for P&B, keeping me busy. Keeping me oh rude. my God.
0: I'm so I'm so grateful to hear that. And I, I'm just, uh, I'm a fan and I, I'm excited to continue watching your journey and growth and how you're again, been blessed and are figuring out new ways to be a blessing. That being said, if somebody's watching this or listening to this and they want to learn more about PMB or to follow your journey, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: I would say go to our website and mm-hmm. it's the company name. So it's www.precisionmedicalbilling.com mm-hmm. And even, you know, we're always looking for great talent. Mm-hmm. You know, talent acquisition is always, always good. We, we really do hire on our core values. So look mm-hmm. at the About Us page and our core values and our mission mm-hmm. and vision statements and everything. But you can apply on our website mm-hmm. uh, under
0: careers
1: at precisionmedicalbilling.com.
0: Perfect. And we'll put all that information in the show notes so that our our audience can just click on the links and head right on over and check out the website. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or engaging in an episode or listening to the platform, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, their journey, and really what we can all learn from that so that we can all grow together. The whole point of the Mission Matters platform is to serve as a source of growth for all of us. If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, we welcome you. Hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Petria, really, it's been a pleasure until the next time we get to work together. Thanks again for coming on the show. Bye. (laughs)
1: Thanks, Adam. I look forward to talking to you again.